What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Middle call. Hey, behave. It is a Friday podcast for the weekend. And uh, Niners don't play. That's okay. The Browns play. And I'm actually, this has been a really fast bye week for the 49ers, John. It's been a good Niners bye week. Good bye week. Good bye week. Did you see? Well, uh, I think part of it, there was a lead up to uh, if it had been Jacksonville, Tennessee on Thursday night, you'd be like, oh, this is taking forever. That's true. The, the Thursday night game felt like an NFL playoff game. Buck, Aikman, night game, Lambeau, Wentz, Rodgers. That, that was sweet. Did you see that, uh, Jer- uh, that uh, uh, Georgia Tech has a postseason ban in basketball? I did not, but I did see that. Bill, has Georgia Tech made the playoffs or the, uh, the March Madness in a while? It's been a while. I, I don't think I've seen them. Didn't Bill Self just kind of get popped, though? Well, they've got a notice of allegation. I don't know if there's been a punishment handed down yet. Because uh, he does, on record, they have a text message of him tweeting or texting the Adidas guy, get me some players. Is that the deal? Right. I, have, I haven't really read any of it. I just know that one of the deals with uh, Georgia Tech was that Jarrett Jack took a player. Jarrett Jack, not this is a new allegation. This oh, is. Oh, I not, thought you were going back to like 2004. No, no, apparently Jarrett Jack took a guy that was on a visit to a strip club, and they got caught. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's one of the bene- It's one of the impermissible benefit. Blah 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 blah. Is that the dude that penalty. used to be at Memphis? Is now there? Passioner. Yeah, jo- is that there? Josh Passner. Josh Passner. Like, isn't that Luke? Wal- isn't that Luke Walton's guy? Yeah, he's an Arizona guy. I think they're pretty tight. To me, that doesn't feel like a crime, guy. You know, it just doesn't. yeah. You just you can't pay his cover charge. Probably is the crime. You know, what, what, what I wonder because it's not illegal for him to take him there if that guy's paying. Did that guy? Did the guy rat the player rat on him? How do they find out yeah, about? I have that? no idea. I think the guy ended up. What was the guy's name? It's one of the guys that ended up. Uh, what was the guy's name? They have to disassociate oh, he, from Jarrett Jack for three years. He didn't even end up at Georgia Tech. I think he ended up at Duke. Is it uh, Wendell? Uh, what was that guy's name? Wendell. Wendell Davis? Carter. Wendell the Carter. Du- yeah, the dude that's on the Bulls. Let me see. If Who's actually not a terrible DraftKings nightly player. He's, he got better as the season went on. Uh, 
Yeah, Wendell Carter. That, that's who it was. To me, there there has to be no worse feeling in college athletics. And it's I mean basketballs. That's not even shady. That's just Sierra Dak took him out. Who cares? But when you get nailed for a guy that doesn't actually attend your university, it's so like fuck. We did everything possible, and you know, wh- whoever you know, Zion or Wendell Carter goes to Coach K, and then they get him. They make the Final Four or the Elite Eight, and they don't even get in any trouble. And we get in trouble. We didn't even get the motherfucker. That's gotta suck. Big time. <laughs> it happens a lot in basketball. In football. It doesn't feel like that level stuff happens that much. It's more when the guy's there, right? Because the pursuit in basketball for Wendell Carter is so intense to get to just to get his get some action, get get me in his final three. He's from Atlanta, so but, he's probably going to a club he's been to before anyway. So stupid guy, so dumb. Apparently, it was Jarrett Jack and an assistant coach. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say that's thin ice, but I, I, I can see where, you know, it might get red flagged. Yeah, that's a little I just dicey. don't see how that gets out. Like, Wendell Carter's oh. in the NBA. People have always said, the, the say one thing about players, they never brag about how much they got paid under the table or any of the shady stuff. So, I, I how does this get out? I don't know. Uh, an opposing coach has to turn him in. Or maybe somebody, yeah, who knows. Uh, all right, let's get to some football, John. This podcast is brought to you by East. Dot com and easewellness.com. The promo code is ham. Ease is spelled E A Z E. E A Z E dot com. Go check it out. Promo code ham. Go get it right now. You're crazy if you don't. $20 off your first purchase, over $50. Depending on where you live, you might get a free delivery. If you've already used it, go tell your friends, grassroots, figuratively and literally. Go use it right now, guy. Ease.com, promo code ham. Ease.com, promo code ham. Also, guy, our friends at CBD, or excuse me, Ease Wellness, they push CBD. Uh, uppers, downers, they got great lotions and rubs face and creams. bath bombs. Yep. Yeah, face creams. Face rollers, got, like you said. Cre- yeah, creaky That's neck. How one. about this, guy? Doggy Lavender treats. drops. It feels like National Dog Days every other month. So if, you're, if your dog's got a little anxiety, go to easewellness.com, get him a little CBD. I swear her. to God, it's been National Pancake Day four times already in 2019. I don't know who well, started this thing where every day is five national days of some bullshit. Well, Twitter, I, I think the social media people do it. You know, Twitter or Facebook, because it just generates well, yeah, national, but national Pizza Day, National Dog Day, National no Daughter Day. National Daughter Hashtag Day, where did national, that come from? Uh, National Take a Poop Day. Hashtag National CBD Day. EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Every day is National HAM Day. Uh, this podcast also brought to you by NationalMyBookie.ag Day. Promo code is HAM and just the number one. So it's four total digits. HAM1. That's the promo code. HAM1. MyBookie.ag. Doubles your first deposit if you want it. When you use that promo code, better lines, faster payouts than any other sports book. Well, guy, I mean, we were giving away winners. The Eagles. Plus 175 last night. You went Carson Wentz on the road, must win game. And Dougie P, they found a way and they won. You know, now it gets a little more difficult come Saturday, Sunday. We got a lot more inventory. I got a couple games circled, guy. USC on the road at Washington. MyBookie.ag promo code ham1. I love Washington and I love Washington big. I got one more game for you that is pretty intriguing. You know, this is the night ABC game. Ohio State at. I thought Ohio State was Wisconsin. I think that's next week. Wisconsin has a bye. They're playing the Fighting Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez, uh, former quarterback from 
Fresno, the 5-5-9. I don't love the the line, 17 points, because I think Ohio State's really good, but Ohio State just scored like 80 points last week. I think the num- the actual number was 75. And Nebraska has been pretty good on offense. The over-under in this game is 66.5. I like the over for this game, Ohio State at Nebraska. That's mm. That's a pretty big game in Lincoln. You know, kind of mm-hmm. Nebraska's a little bit better. Remember last year they started like 0-4, 0-5. They lost some heartbreakers. This year it looks like they're a little more competitive. Again, big Adrian Martinez guy. Justin Fields, was he the number one recruit two years ago? Now the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Their team, they got that Chase Young who's better than the Bosa brothers maybe. Might be the number one overall pick. Love this game, guy. Love it. Uh, I hadn't thought much about that game, but I, I do really like Washington to cover against USC. I think Washington's really good. And uh, What about Washington State at Utah? Yeah, it's a tough one. I like Utah, uh, but that one's – I think it's like four and a half or – No, that's, I got that's six. the Cal. Yeah, that's the Cal. And ASU was opened at five and a half, and now maybe it's four. But uh, I like Washington to cover. Well, I guess – Washington yeah, State. Yeah, I just like Washington in the points. Washington State in the points, yeah. That was a really good game last year. Um in, uh, won? in Pullman, Washington State won. All right, John. I guess they had to win because their only loss was to Washington, right? Uh, were they eleven and one? No, or they, they were eleven and two with a bowl win. So their other loss was USC. Controversial ending. Oh yeah. That. What's the guy's name? The, the lineman. I, I wanted to say Gardner Minshew, but it was... Uh, was it Porter Gustin? P- Porter Gustin, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Thursday Night Football was fantastic because it's yeah. Thursday Night Football is better than Monday Night Football. Um, it was awesome last night. As we're recording this Friday, it was last night. It was awesome Thursday night. Packers got out to a lead and was like, uh-oh, what's about to happen here? The Eagles season about to end in front of us, and then it didn't. Did it feel like they were about to get blown out yes. for a split second? I, I, I thought that, yeah. I definitely, I got to I got a cop to it. I thought it was about to happen. Well, guy, Devontae Adams had 100 yards five minutes into the game. It was like, is he going to go for 700 yards well, today? And then you realize that's kind of impossible. Joe Buck dropped the, you know, they just said they got to get to the ball to him more, and then boom, the next play they hit him on the ball that, you know, if he was faster, he would have scored on, but it still was a huge play. He kind of high-stepped it, not because he was trying to high-step, he was just trying to keep forgetting his ankles clipped. It's where the scouting community comes in about top end speed. Now I'm not going to be nitpick on Devontae, but that's his. You know, I wouldn't say it's red flag, but he's. You but know, he's, he's a four, first six, rounder guy. if he can run, right? Well, guy, he's a first rounder even at four six. I mean, that's where they fucked up. But the top end speed is why he's not a top fifty. If he's a fourth, you know, Calvin Johnson four three eight four four zero, he's a top ten pick. But he went in the second round. Well, I know everyone fucked up. I uh, my buddies all liked him in the first round. You we and I thought him. he was a baller. Yeah. I said at the time, and I've taken it back since then, and now it's like, well, we'll see. That I w- at the time before the draft, I said I'd take him, I would take him ahead of Carr, and then I had to shut up for a while, and now I don't know what's going to happen. Probably doesn't well, make sense the, he, to no, do that. No, I, I, I think it's fair to say that Devonte Adams, who's if he's healthy, he's going to the Pro Bowl every year, guy. Like, is he? He's not Julio. He's not you know Antonio in his peak, but he is a top. Six seven wide receiver. You know he's not top three, but he's in that next crew. Who, who you also say any given game when the lights are the brightest, that motherfucking go for like two eighty. Like guy, he was for as great as Aaron is, and Aaron was elite. I bet Aaron would say of all the talented guys he's played with in ten years, when this guy is on, he might just be the most dominant of the group. And he's played with Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. Like those guys went to Pro Bowls. It feels like, and maybe I'm overreacting, maybe I'm biased, because I am biased with this player, 
Doesn't it feel like he's better than the crew of guys? When just his his high end. Yeah, availability feels like it's been a part of the equation. But yeah, his high end is, especially given the quarterback he plays with. That he's you know, I, by like Aaron. last year, I was like, God, I don't really like their offense. And then when Devontae's rolling and Jimmy Graham, if he's like your fourth option, and then they got 83, and then they got this other guy, you're like, I kind of like their weapons. Did J.J. Ortega-Whiteside suit up for the Eagles on Thursday night? Did you see him? Uh, You know, guy, you dropped some balls. <laughs> you did you I even see was, I don't remember seeing no, him No, he field. I did not see No, he did not. Well, Alshon came back. Yeah. but DJ's, they, play that Mac, they play the Mac Hollins guy a lot. Yeah, J.J. is. I did not know, see him. Yeah, he did not play. I mean, they basically gave the ball to Alshon, Ertz, the two running backs, Miles and Howard. And did Aguilar even do that much yesterday? It was... No. Yeah, it was... JJ, if you told me he was inactive, I'd believe you. I didn't check the inactives, but... Um, I watched that... My, so, as that game's unfolding, from like a Niners perspective, I'm just thinking, like, I think it's better for the Niners if the Packers win... Um, just because it won in three, then it's it's a really long road for the Eagles to get back to the playoff race. Uh, and you know the Niners are kind of a they're that we're t- they're not winning the division and all. I mean, I guess they could, but the math is still. Yeah, I, I, I would I would disagree with that because regardless of what happens to the Packers, they're also going to have a team just because the Vikings and Bears play to be three and one, so they'd have two three and one teams. Yeah, you could argue the Packers are going to be a wild card team, so them losing is better. That's kind of where I'm. Let's chew on that for a second. I, that maybe the Eagles – which team do you just think is better? Let's start there. If I say at the end uh, of the year, which team is more likely to have – who's going to have they, the better record? Well, see, I, I, I struggle with this one because I think right now they both have fatal flaws. So the question is what fatal flaw is worse? And I would say anytime your fatal flaw is your play caller, it just doesn't quite feel like Rodgers and LaFleur – something's off, guy, because he can script some plays, they can make some things happen – and when he tries to run his shit, you know the the stretch, boot, play action, deep bomb, it, it does it fumbles. It just it's a disaster. When it feels like Rogers just goes, let's hey guys, let's run that shit we were running in 2014. He's just slinging it around the yard. And then what what's like the Packers' most defining play of the last ten years? It's the you're off sides and he's going deep. And they hit it again last night. And in the broadcast, Buck was like, yeah, he told us. That when he got the job, he told Rodgers, like, you guys are the best in the league. Everywhere I've been, we have no clue how you pull it off. Keep doing it. Like, it does feel like, to me last night, and it, maybe it's unfair to do this, but I felt it was much more Rodgers than LaFleur. So if your head coach, who's also your offensive play caller, is a question mark, I got to red flag your team. Where, where the Eagles question mark is their DBs are terrible, guy. Not their DBs, because their safeties actually aren't bad. Malcolm Jenkins and Sandejo, who, you know, once upon a time, this guy... God, I, meant to tw- I meant to tweet, damn it, I forgot to tweet last night. Has at John Middlecoff tweeted about Sandejo yet today? Sorry. Yeah, it's just one, I, I'm taking a win there. on that one. I dropped But it, their corners, Sidney Jones, who was Howie's bulky pick, right? AC or Achilles guy, who's been a disaster. <laughs> their J- Jalen Mills is on Pup. The guy last night... Tommy Maddox's cousin, whatever Maddox, is not very good. Where was Jalen Mills from? LSU. Oh, yeah. He's got the guy with the green hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the Maddox guy who got carted off the field was they were going at him relentlessly. I mean, they were relentlessly going at him. I thought the one play where they ran a fade on uh, Rasul Douglas, I think is his name, the other corner, it was like, why are you even messing with that side? Clearly, he's just functional. I would go after the right guy on the right side every single play. And for the most part, they did. So, I would you rather have a a questionable play caller slash head coach or DBs that can't cover me or you? So I'd rather have the DBs in a vacuum, but I will say with these two teams, I just think – I still think even with the questions about the Packers play calling, the Packers offense, if that's their weakness, is still a better strength than the Eagles defense. You know what I mean? Like I think Because they they can overcome it just with Rodgers making plays. Yeah, because they got Aaron and, you know, so – and I know, look, when I become a head coach, Sean, I'm hiring my offensive coordinator off of Twitter. That's for damn sure because the best coordinators, everyone knows the percentages of every run play and every pass play from the goal line, and blah, blah, blah. Did, did you, you see I, what Did you see what Pat Fitzgerald said this week? No. Oh, hashtag at, 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 email me at hashtag Doug or Pat or whatever. No, no it was uh, they asked him about the game plans. Like, do you feel your game plans aren't working? He's like, you guys think we play golf all week? That was his first response. You guys think we play golf all week? No. We're, we're, he's like, we're in the office 80 plus hours. And he's like, I, I get 40,000 people on Twitter think they know the answer. They can tweet at me. This is hilarious. It shows he doesn't even know Twitter at hashtag I don't care. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That was fantastic. I, I, uh, but I think a lot of these people get asked about Twitter guy about I know. specifically. They I go, know. "Where do you?" I, I actually did a screenshot the other day of a specific coach. It's kind of an oldie, but it's a goodie, and I think it sums it up perfectly because these guys are just asked about this relentlessly. See if I can find it. Uh, you, sorry. I mean, I'm gonna have to look, but look for it while it, I. T- I'll tell you something while you look for it. Okay. Go. I don't know. If, did you see Jeff Schwartz's breakdown of the zone read play that the Packers ran on the goal line? Basically, the, the get that it's the play. You remember, it's on like the one yard line. Aaron keeps it and then just throws the ball into the grass. I don't know if you remember that play, but he's like moving. Where he kind of did a shimmy and then he just threw it over Jimmy Graham. Yeah, or yeah, maybe threw it over his head. Yeah, he just gave up on the play. Plus, the Packers had like three straight first downs on the goal line somehow. But um, he's he, he he showed the plays like. They shouldn't run the play because clearly Aaron's not comfortable with his own read, which no shit Aaron's not comfortable with his own read. But the give was a walk-in touchdown. Aaron keeps so he, it. Oh, he was saying how like the he was saying it was a run. It was he, a predetermined. It was a predetermined keep he's by like, Aaron. I think Aaron predetermined to keep it. If he just gives it, it's a touchdown. Was the guy wide open? Yeah, because like he's, he's got it from behind. he's got the angle from behind. It's a walk-in touchdown. Um, I found, I, I found. And again, but you could make the argument having Aaron Rodgers run zone reads is stupid. You could just make that case, right? So, They've done a little bit of that, though. You know, I think teams try to keep you honest with that. I stuff. know. I'm just saying, like, you mean the guy that broke his collarbone and missed the re- torpedoed your season because he got hurt two years ago? Like, you want that guy to run his own read? It's not necessary. Anyway, okay, what do you got? How vital was it to you that, that he gets off to a good start in this game? Criticism where? From where? Noise. From where? Twitter, radio. Yeah, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> Who was that? It was Gundy. Because he just kept asking, where, where? They're, they say, they say. Where? What do you mean, fucking they say? Is, it, is the opposing coach? And then everyone's answer nowadays is like, that's what they're saying on Twitter. Which I, I you know, 
do business on Twitter. Like, yeah, there's I, smart I kinda, people on Twitter. Don't get a yeah, lot of smart I mean, people. But I do understand these these you constantly ask these coaches about like what Twitter says. It's crazy. Now I, I do think it's fair to say here's the difference in those two teams, if you're the Niners. If you're playing the Eagles and the game is tight, you don't have a coaching advantage. You may potentially have the equal. Right now you don't. Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson was clearly one of the best play callers in the NFL guy. He is not getting the red zone with Carson Wentz and not scoring a touchdown. If you're playing the Packers in that situation so far this season, they have not been good in the red zone. They just haven't. And to me, that's and you could argue Kyle his first two years wasn't that good. Now, a little different with Jimmy in the fold, but still, like that's that's somewhat of a problem with the the offense. Now, luckily, I think Kyle now with Kyle Kyle Uzcheck has implemented a little more power run game, but guy they were in the they were in like deep in the red zone, definitely the last two times. One was a pick, one was a four and out, and early in the, they couldn't score. So there's two arguments on this one. They're just going to be shitty with LaFleur and Rodgers. I would question that a little bit because Rodgers is such an elitist. He'll just take it into his own hands. Like to me, he won't let that happen again where they may fail or whatever, but he'll call audibles or just he'll do whatever he wants to do. Now the, the other element would be it was just, they didn't have the preseason together. Right, because Aaron didn't take one snap. This is a new offense, which is melding the old stuff that Aaron was good at. Because I think sometimes even I forget he's one of the best fucking players we've ever seen. He is fucking remarkable. I'm watching last night and going, "This is badass!" Like just watching him and still like a little throwback in the peak of his powers. Like, hey guys, there's a reason they gave me eighty million dollars in six months last year. I'm Aaron fucking Rodgers. I think we're going to see a little bit occasionally of that from LeBron. Like, did everyone forget I'm LeBron freaking James? And that was cool to see. Like, he was... Carson missed a pass late to Alshon Jeffrey that is just, when you're an elite player, you have to make it. And Carson, I think we forget, is still pretty young. And, like, Carson's great. And I think he's the only guy that can even be put in the conversation when he's on with Mahomes. And Rodgers is, right now, in a different planet than him. It just it Carson, every team in the league beside the Chiefs would take Carson without even flinching. And Rodgers is like, hey guys, see you see this? I, I, I'm working with this coach. The only reason he got hired is because he knows McVay. I, I got, Devontae's got a messed up pinky toe. And I got 83, got seven names who I don't even, you know, he's a good deep threat. I got Jimmy Graham that won't block a soul. And, you know, it gives me decent effort sometimes when he goes up for jump balls. But, hell, I'd like a little better effort from the guy. But I'll take this bitch over. I, I, I thought it was a throwback game from Aaron. It was awesome. And the only reason they lost, or at least weren't in position at the end of the game, like go to overtime, Doug Peterson's their coach. If Andy's their coach, they, they just score there. They just score there because they get a layup. They get a position where they call a play that doesn't allow Aaron to predetermine it. And well, he knows, like, this shit's going to work. Yeah, I thought. I think you tweeted this during Because I thought game. Doug took over the game in the second half, just calling shit. Like, not over, you're not reinventing the wheel here. Like, this shit's working. Good coaches just stick with something. They don't, and I thought LaFleur gets kind of tricky sometimes. Like, what, what are you doing? Just shove it up their ass. Not literally, but, you know, on the goal line. Touchdown. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to make Aaron happy by letting him throw for a touchdown. Well, Rodgers, I, I saw a clip this morning. Like on Sports Center or whatever, just like 
a clip of his press conference where he's like, because they asked him, were you mad about the play calling in the goal line? And he's like, no, I loved it. I thought I liked all when the play call came in, I, I, I was on the same page. So he, he was not like defensive about it at all or causing any riff. If anything, he was as supportive as you're going to see the guy. And probably because he's like, of course I liked it. He basically kept calling pass plays. Like, I was going to get the credit if we won it, right? I'm not saying he was even thinking about it like that. I'm just saying if you're a quarterback and they call your number basically four straight times, you're going to like that. Even if you are a Hall of Famer or whatever, that's, that's what you want. It's like, it'd be the equivalent of like, God, this is your call. You know, it's just it's just what you want. In, in his given profession, he put it on him. So at least I think Aaron can sleep at night like knowing it was on me. Not we got stuffed running the ball and it didn't work and right. we got our backup tackles in. I think that's where if you're a quarterback, you kind of toss and turn. Like Aaron just knows if, we, if we're in that situation 10 times and you give me, you know, 10 times four, we get 40 shots, I'm going to score way more touchdowns than we're not going to score, right? That did look like the interception at the end of the game did feel like the uh, Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, though. Although is instead of the route getting jumped, it got deflected, and there was this is the other thing. Well, we can get into this. Well, we can talk about well, it. The, well, when you're in the when you're on the goal line and you throw the ball, it's going to be just tight contested areas. Tips, yeah, even tips when you throw the, even when you throw the fade, there typically is a DB. Even if when you score the touchdown, the guy is standing right there. You don't get like the Vance Joseph guy wide open, right? That just does not happen when you're at the two yard line. Because even if you fuck up and you don't know where to go, you're still standing somewhere close in the vicinity if you're the DB. Is there also any feeling as a viewer that when you're watching a game and it's super tight at the end of a football game and Team X is down right at the one or two yard line and a pick happens, it's like, whoa, whoa! Especially if it's like, what down was that? If if you know, if you're like, this guy, they got three shots at it and then it just ends. It was. It definitely wasn't third or fourth. It was no. first or second, wasn't yeah. it? Because they had just got kind of a because they had just got a reprieve because they called the defensive pass interference. Yeah. Do you? Do you, do yeah, you think the defensive pass interference is? kind of that's like that's the right call. So it's black or white. Like I, I'm okay with the guy draping his arm a little bit on the guy's back in that situation. But look again. My, here's my thing on this: is I I agree with you, and I hate this replay to begin with because. Wait a second. We're going to have replay, and we can see P.I. in the play, but it has to be egregious in order for us to call it. So what is that? Like, So these plays don't count as egregious? And the fact you, that they – You only, know it's only a one-year trial? Well, good, because here's what I really hate, is the fact that we got to this point just because the Saints and their fans just bitched and moaned and cried and why and sued and nah, 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 nah. Shut up. It's sports. And the, I just hate that whining got got us to this point. And now we're doing it, and it sucks. And so now, here's the crazy part. So you're telling me I'm going to use a timeout to challenge this play in, like, the third quarter, but then when it really is the play that decides the game, that's not just an automatic review from the booth? Again, I don't want the booth automatically reviewing this, but you know, scoring plays, situations that really matter, it's not up to whether or not there's any timeouts left. If they matter so much, there shouldn't have to be any times any timeouts left to review it. Agree, so, I I kudos to the NFL for saying we will we will give this a trial, but we are only doing Saints level stuff. We are not going to overturn, and they've said it from the jump. And multiple coaches said, I remember Kyle Shanahan said, or maybe it was John Lynch. 
if you did studies the first couple weeks of the preseason when coaches were just trying it out, they are not overturning the bang-bangers. They're overturning if you light me up and then the ball hits my hands. It's like, okay, that's P.I., which I appreciate because now the ebb and flow, and I did see some conspiracy theorists going, well, the NFL just wanted to add a new element of replay to force ads. And I was like, well, I kind of like that. <laughs> One, and two, well, someone's got to pay for it. How about Carson the State Wentz Farm and- ad where they're still on the game and they just keep the camera on Aaron Rodgers the whole time? <laughs> Pretty genius. Like Aaron should have just put a State Farm hat on. Are, like Aaron are, are said- you okay that if you are going to be like, we are going to allow review of pass interference, but – the bang bang, even at the letter of the law said he was there a fraction, we're not gonna overturn that. Cause I am. I'm okay with it, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I'm I'm fine with it, but it doesn't make sense. Wait, we're gonna do reviews, and then in the reviews we'll see there was a penalty, but it wasn't enough of a penalty. How but does that one, make any sense? Because it is the penalty, PI, like holding that is so subjective well, when I it's know, just but it, really rapid rapid fire. Well, I think it's way I, yeah, I I think it's less subject because to me, you, what does it usually come down to? Did he hit him before the ball got there? That's usually what it comes down to when we're just you, like on TV going, oh, but yeah. But you that do was agree PI. they've been consistent on not overturning it. They on have the bang, been. Bang. And, I, and, and I'm good with that. But once you start doing this thing where you are not calling penalties that you see because you don't think they're enough of a penalty, now you're making it even more subjective. Like, yeah, that one, but that's not bad enough. It's like, well, but was it or was it not? And again, I'm good with it, but I just think that's. To me, that doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. Don't you think that these coaches around the NFL now have to realize that it's pointless to do it? Or do you think in the heat of the moment, they're always just going to throw it on big plays like well, in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I think in the heat of the moment, fundamentally, you should realize. But it's like, well, how do I know well, you which don't, one because there is a chance that it might egregious enough? If it like that was P.I., yeah, but coach, it wasn't egregious enough. Well, the f- how am I supposed to argue with what? Well, last night, Troy Aikman went, there's no way in hell this is getting overturned. And then I think Pereira, whoever else was in the booth with him, was like, Pereira, yeah. well, Troy, that's a little, I wouldn't go there. And even Troy's like, yeah, you're probably right. Like that was, and then of course, Troy was right. They did not overturn it. But I think Pereira's point is like, there is still a human element to this, you know? Like they might overturn it if they want to. Right. Uh, it, it is, I, I don't mind it. I because again, I, I've come to grips with if if the game falls on my side of the ledger, if I'm betting on it, and if I'm not rooting for a team or whatever, I am come to grips with this is just one big television show. And yeah, it's just well, this is yeah. fun, and it's added a huge I'm new element of drama that's good. It's like a, it's basically yes. like if it's a TV show, they've added a new character that's kind of fun. Absolutely, because every game guy, it's impossible because every you, game you've stopped you've, gambling on games, haven't you? Because now you sound like me. Well, I, won't, I put a little cash on the Eagles last night. I won. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but, but, but I do think there's an element of this is one huge television show, and if you look at it like they've added kind of a new character because in the history of football, uh, college and definitely pro, there has never been a game that you've watched where, especially in the modern era where they're throwing it 45 times a side, so you're getting you know 80 to 90 passes a game. Were you back well before you could overturn or even, you know, challenge it? You didn't scream, that's P.I. That's P.I. Or vice versa, when there was P.I., like, that was clean. And every fan's done it on every game they've ever watched because it's, it happens, it's, it's inevitable to happen when you're passing the ball that much. And now it's brought that element that you can, like, the, the conversation is furthered. 
For you sure. Know? But look, I'll say it again. Here's the the problem is that now I'm conditioned to expect the PI challenge, and then the moment it doesn't come is on the goal line play at the end of the game that decides the game. Because I thought we were getting another. I'm like, wait, where's the review? What's going on? On the pick. No re- yeah. It's like, wait a second. We did those two other ones that didn't matter. Three other ones, and now we're four other ones. Actually, there was was there three DPIs or two? There was the OPI that went for a touchdown, and then there was two other DPIs or three. I, I, I got I got three, another one for. What do you think about, like, for example, the 49ers implementing this strategy? The Eagles, every time they're in a game in the second half, if they're up one point and they score a touchdown to make it, and yesterday's the example was they were up 21 to 20 in the third quarter, they score a touchdown. They go up 27 to 20. Instead of just kicking the extra point, which would make them up eight, so a touchdown and a two pointer. They always, it's a hard and fast rule, they go for two to attempt to make it a two-score game, and then the risk is it just stays a touchdown game. So nothing bad is going to happen. Now, technically, if it was like, I guess the downfall would be if it was five minutes left in the game and you do it, you go up seven. When you kick the thing and make it eight, you go seven, they go for two. You miss it, they end up getting the ball back, they score a touchdown, they go for two and you lose. What, What do you think about that philosophy? I mean, it's fun. I, I haven't studied it enough. I would just say I think the NFL is so – like you saw last night, uh, the team with the lead just has such an advantage when you're when you're ahead. So if you can be ahead by two scores – In like the second half. Being ahead by seven is like really – it's such a great advantage if you're able to keep scoring. If you're ahead by ten, by, 10, by, by eight, you know what I mean, by nine, Well, like the, the example would be Washington State, UCLA. You you're saying would, just go up, by, go up by eight and now you'll – is that what you're saying? Well, no, I, I I understand it. I think it it's easier in the third quarter than it would be in the fourth because you're like, well, they still got to score and get a two-point, right? You're putting legit pressure on them where if they have a decent kicker, you're like, well, if they do score a touchdown, they're going to kick the – we're just going to overtime. Where I, I, I think it's easier to do in the third quarter than in the fourth quarter. But like you said, if you do you're get saying, it – Hold on. You're quarter, saying it's easier to go for the two if you have the lead in the I, third I'm quarter? I'm saying in my it, where I'm sitting, I have no problem going for the two to make it a two-score game in the third quarter. It does feel like in the fourth quarter, if we're probably you know less than seven or eight minutes left to go in the game, I, I'm still forcing them to get a touchdown and get a two. So just kick the field goal. But the counter would be, well, if you get the two-pointer, you basically end the game, which, like you're saying, you go up two scores in the fourth quarter of a game, you're basically winning 90% of the games. The, the difference is, like, what if I'm up eight with five minutes left, what percent of the time am I going to win? 90 or 88? You know, it's still going to be really high. Uh, but the alternative is being up six. No, you only do it when you're up seven. You don't do it. Oh, I you see have what you're to, saying. So you have to score when you're up one point. So, so you it's, it's kind up. of a unique situation. You they only up. did it because You'd they be were up. up one point, they scored gotcha. a touchdown, they went up seven, and then they tried to extend it to nine because, like you say, they think, well, think how hard just the NFL is. You're going to score two times in the second half. It's yeah, hard. I don't know. I don't hate that. I don't either. I actually think it's smart. My point is I might have a curveball if that was my philosophy tried and true. If it's four minutes left in the game and, you know, let's say it's I was up, you know, 13 to 12 Mm -hmm. and I would go to 19, I might just kick the field goal to make it 20 to 12 if you got four minutes left. Like, okay, you got to score a touchdown and then get a two-pointer. That's really difficult. You agree with that philosophy? (laughs) 
Hold on. So I'm up by one. I score a touchdown, and now so I have same a chance. Same numbers, with, whatever. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. late. No, but, in, but, no but, let's, let's go with a real score here. So it's 13 to 12. Yes. With five minutes left. With five minutes left. I score a touchdown. I score a touchdown. Yeah. So you're so saying kick the extra point, and you're up. 20 to 12. Yeah. Let's even say it's three minutes left. So you got one more drive. But I force you, like, because if, if I miss the, the two-pointer, you just score a touchdown. We're going to overtime. But even if you score a touchdown and I'm up eight, you still got to get the two-pointer on top of that. Makes it more difficult. Because it's harder to get a two-pointer than it is a field goal, right? The percentages would tell you. Because the two-pointer point. is like 50 An 50, extra point. the extra point's like extra 85. Point. Yeah. So I, I, my point is I would just have that element. Like I would be open-minded to just kicking the field goal. If extra it's point. Super, Stop super saying late field goal. Extra point. You're confusing extra me point. when you say field goal. Extra point. Extra point. Yeah. Um, food, food for thought for our numbers people out there. No, I think it's. I guess I look at I think, it like a field goal. I, but, and I think a big ha- part of that is yard. like, I think a big part of that too is like the feel that coaches talk about. It's like, do I think they're coming down and scoring? Because if I think they're coming down and scoring, then I want to be up. Th- then being up by eight, like if I think they come down and score, I don't want the chance of going to overtime with these guys. So let's get up nine. Yeah. Well, I think when you're playing a Drew Brees, when you're playing an Aaron Rodgers, when you're playing a Mahomes, the moves is to go for two. Because what's the whole fucking point of this? To win. That's where I am on the side of the analytics people. Yeah. I'm not playing for overtime. I, I, I've actually come to grips with that. I am 100% on there. Stop fucking playing for overtime. Play to win the game. I've even come to grips, guy. Remember we were arguing a couple weeks ago about going for two? Shouldn't you always go for two? Like, isn't the point of this thing to win? Are you just trying to extend the game? Just win the game. You're at the two-yard line. Just go you're, for two. You're talking about shouldn't you always A situation where the game's tied. Where, when you're where at the end of the game, the game and you're like, yeah, we're going to tie the game. Shouldn't you always two. go for two? Well, I think teams are less likely. I think teams are less and less likely to go to overtime now. Because it's like, why are we going to overtime? I think if you take a step back and you think about it, like, well, aren't we trying to win? Well, but because now I'm saying it's it, it's gotten harder to win it in overtime. Because a field goal doesn't win it right away in overtime. So it's harder to yeah. win in overtime now. That's part of it, too. So I think that's changed the way people kind of look at it. Like, But 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 I think, if I think couldn't you look at it, if you have the opportunity to win the game, well, this would be Howie's counter to ice the game, you know, end it to make it a two-score game. You're at the two-yard line. And if your team's yeah, playing that's good, what I've you're at it's the like, two-fucking-yard line. Well, I, I've always believed that, which is... I, even if It'd you go overtime, you you're like still going to get. The, even if you win the coin toss and you're going to score a touchdown, you still got to get all the way down. You're going to spend all overtime trying to get right here to the two yard line. I know. Well, it'd be one thing, right? If if you're at the eight yard line for whatever reason, the two pointer starts at the eight or the five. It'd be like, well, it's a little risky. You're at the two. You're at the two. You're right there. Right there. Let's go for this shit, Rogers. They couldn't have slept well because if you if you were if that was the equivalent of the 49ers. Well, they're, John, they it was. The way. Niners did that. They threw it. They that's the that is the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was the it's Super long, Bowl, but it's just when you're that close, it's like you never. You it's it's it's, it's the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. When I you're would say that close. One, I would say the one reason, looking back on that game, why it doesn't feel quite as like devastating as let's say the Packers lost last night, even though it's way more devastating because it was Super Bowl, is because they were down like forty to zero. And the lights went out. Whatever the hell the score was. Didn't it feel like they were lucky to even yeah, be in that situation? Yeah, well, yes. The lights going out saved them. Yeah. So the, the, there's that kind of element. But also in the keep room. in mind, Harbaugh, who's in college, doesn't call his own plays and was not the offense. Now, he would influence stuff, but he's not the offensive coordinator. 
He called a timeout as a play was, a, was unfolding. He stopped the game as the Niners were going to score a touchdown. He prevented a touchdown. Do you know that I, there was an SI article today of, this is always like the sweet spot of coaches that are on the radar. One of them was Robert Sala. It's like God from, from goat to hot seat to future head coach. Greg Roman is on the list, like near the top. Like what he's doing with Lamar and the offense. Shows you just in football, probably it's probably no different than life. How fast you can just go penthouse, outhouse, penthouse again. If you just just keep your head down, keep working. If you're good at your job, you'll, you'll be fine. Football's a little different because it's a public job. But if you would have told me four years ago when Balky's daughter's tweeting about how shitty the guy is and how he was pretty, I mean, the offense looked awful, that this guy would be a legitimate maybe coach. Like he's going to get some head coaching interviews if the Ravens make the playoffs and LeBar has a great season. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I would have said his, just because he's already seen the cycle and gotten screwed out of it, Robert Sala, if you if you told me at the beginning of the year that the Niners' defense is top-notch, I'd be like, yeah, young guy. I could see him getting some interviews. This is the way it works. But Greg Roman? I, I would have just thought he was out of sight, out of mind. No chance. Call me back when Greg Roman gets a job. I'm not saying he's going to get a job. No, I know, but I know, I know. If, if, if they win 11 or 12 games, you don't think he'll get an interview? I'm sure he will. Shouldn't he? He should. Yeah. You could argue he should get an interview before Robert Sala, right? Just much more experience, seen different shit, coordinated multiple different quarterbacks, multiple different offenses. Greg Roman's resume isn't, like, shitty. No, you could argue that. You could argue that. I think the counter would be, yeah, but but I already know what the ceiling is. I don't know. Maybe Robert Sala is the next great defensive head coach. The The thing that's working against Robert Sala is that he's a defensive coordinator. We'll see if that kind of comes back into vogue, though. Yeah, it might. It it, it might switch back. Though it doesn't necessarily. But feel I don't. Like that. But there's just yeah. Well, there's just a, an element to the rules and the style that. And there's a huge element over a hire of the credit you get at the hire, right? For an owner, and an owner's gonna get, or I yeah. mean, the fan base is gonna get much more of a little chubby if you go. We'd like to welcome the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Kellen Moore. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Or when you we got the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Robert Sala. You're like, uh, he's gonna coach Kyle Allen? You know, it just it just feels different, Kyle right? Allen. If I go, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers is John Middlecoff, who's friends with Sean McVay. Right. You know? Woo! <laughs> Andy Reid's protege. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid's cousin. He's never coached, but he knows Andy. <laughs> You'd have like all of the internet doing deep dives of like, let's go back and listen to that three and out with Andy Reid to get a sense for middle cost philosophy. What was uh, trying, was it Lafleur or no? It was the Cardinals that said that Kingsbury was just friends with Sean McVay in the press release. Remember that it it wasn't the Packers. It was the Cardinals. They've never worked together. Just that they were acquaintances. I did not know. I I remember that kind of going viral. Like. Has this jumped the shark now? Was that a real thing? I swear to God. I'm pretty sure it was him. I guess it could have been LaFleur, but it doesn't feel like the Packers. I, I think it was it was the Cardinals. Just their friends. Friends with Sean McVay. Wrote it in the press room. In, like, his bio. McVay's like, hey, guys, can, can you get, do you guys mind, like... If I'm McVay, I kind of like it. Yeah, you like it to a point, but it's like, wait a second. I'm not responsible for all these motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, can you just... just 
give me Kyle, and this ended there. Um, Kyle's like, give me you. I, I, you're mine. Man. Big game, though, coming up maybe in a couple weeks. Uh, so the question is, will that game be on Sunday Night Football? Will the 49ers get flexed? You were telling me. I have not seen this yet, but uh, did Steve Berman and the Athletics say that this game is getting flexed to Sunday Night Football, Rams-Niners? Talks about it being the game because right now that game is is a pretty shitty game. It's well, yeah, we char- talked about it the other day. It was, Chargers, so. Steelers. Yep. So, 49ers. Let me see if I can find it. I've been told by a media source. This is what I've been Barry told Sports by a media right? source, Barry okay. Sports Guy, The Athletic, that there's a strong chance that the 49ers' upcoming game in Los Angeles against the Rams will be flexed to Sunday Night Football on NBC. That game is in Los Angeles, correct? At the Coliseum? I think you were telling me the yes. other day. Yes, yes. So that would be... The Niners are just a year removed from getting flexed out of it, correct? <laughs> because they had a game, they got flexed out of it last year, if I remember correctly, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, no one blames the NBC for doing that. Where it shows you, they come back, and we, we talked about the power of this thing and the power of the market, and now the Rams are a double whammy. They're a cool-ass team, and they're in the second biggest media market in America right now in L.A. Shows you how, again, back like we were talking about. And the power of the historical brand, Niners. Yeah, but but I'm saying that it makes, if the Rams were in St. Louis, I I think the element of them being in L.A. adds a huge curveball of coolness to this whole thing. So the Niners benefit from them being in L.A. now. And this Mm -hmm. is why Kroenke, who's a Missouri native... (laughs) Said, I'm fucking out. <laughs> it came out here. I always love that one. It's like, oh, this guy's from the area. Maybe he'll sign here. And the guy's like, hell no, I'm not signing there. Dude's a Missouri native. But this is the, I mean, this is, um, didn't he, he broke like a, he basically said the city cheated him in the stadiums. Because remember, their lease was, it wasn't like it was, they had to wiggle out of it, didn't they? I think he might have paid to go away. But wasn't there a thing about like St. Louis? Didn't he like they didn't uphold their side of the thing with uh yeah with the stadium? They, they were pissed off. Well, because I I actually just did that this morning. I don't know what your Comcast bill is, but I do understand, even though I can write it off, the principle of it. Why so many people cord cut? I checked this morning and it was two sixty. Oh, I'm like I'm like forty dollars away now. Granted, I got extra speed internet. I got a couple things, so it probably should be like one ninety, but. 260, we're not that far away. It feels like from like 500, you know, in like four or five years, the way this is headed. Yeah, yeah. And I know, and I understand why they keep raising the rates because they're getting, they're losing so many customers. So I call and I say, listen, I I lied because I'm, I'm not, I can't trust YouTube TV yet in my, at, at the amount of games that I need to consume. So I said, I'm out. If we don't fix this problem, I'm out. And she's like, okay, let me do some calculation. Comes back. I mean, it's all so fake. We got you to 210. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I did 210. Yeah. But then I asked 24, 24 months. I'm like, well, so am I signing like a lease? Like, how does this work? She's like, well, after 30 days, you can break it at any point in time for like $200. And then every month toward the 24 months, it goes down $10 a month. I'm like, okay, deal. I'm in. Well, you and know? the reality is in, in a year, you can call again if there's a problem. Uh, I had the space. same deal, John. I had a promotional price. All of a sudden you look and it's like, same. It was almost the same thing. I was like, "Wait, two eighty? No, I got to get this thing down, 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 down." And it's back did you to get one, under two? Back to one ninety. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel good at one. But it's super fast. It's super fast. I need. I need the super fast internet. Yeah. Because that's the thing I've done. The reality. At, I think you probably you write off your internet and TV too. Yeah, of course. I got two boxes, but it's. I'm sure people listening can tweet at us because a lot of people cut the cord. 
when you I start, I've, I've looked a few times like should I go to YouTube or should I do whatever whoever there is and I actually like some of the options but at the end of the day I'm still going to have the really fast internet which is going to cost me 90 bucks and so even if my TV service is 40 or 50 bucks okay well now I'm at 130 and I'm saving 60 bucks a month which isn't nothing but what about the added convenience of just just having everything that I have and there's never any pixelation I, I've seen on the a, screen? I've seen a couple of people tweet. They're like, you know, the problem of watching a game with the Twitter community is I'm two plays behind. I'm like, eh, I don't – Middlecoff ain't into that shit. I don't like being two plays behind. I've been at my buddy Fry's house. It, it's It can look crisp when it's hitting correctly, but then right. it can like have to load. I'm like – I don't do load in the fourth quarter when Aaron Rodgers got the rock. Like, I no, don't do that shit. No. So, yeah, like you said, when you start doing the math, you're saving 40 or $50, which over the course of the year is not nothing. Let's even say 60 But that I never once have to worry about it loading is worth the inconvenience of $60 saving a month for me. So that's where Comcast, they, I lied to them today. They do have me by the balls. Well, don't worry. They've lied to you. Don't feel bad. Okay. Uh, what what, what if my two? Let me do some calculations. Is her just like hitting a vape? Um, <laughs> what would you say that they're making on the two ten? A hundred per unit per guy. You know, you're talking about clear, like just net yeah. net profit. Fifty fifty bucks a person. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> a month? I, I've like I've got Apple TV because I have the MLB package. So I'll what watch. is Apple TV? Well, it's like Roku or any of those other things. Just plug it into your TV and you can stream. Because I don't have a. I have these are not. I don't have a smart TV. If you have a smart TV, you don't really need Apple TV. But how would I be able to watch like MLB package on smart TV? You can't. I'm guessing you can just download the MLB app. Isn't there apps for smart TVs? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So probably, same deal, right? Okay. But it was like it. I'm watching a game, and it's I was watching Yankees Rays the other night, uh, the other day, and it kind of just froze, and then it pixelated, and then it repeated itself, and I'm like, God, this is painful. Well, imagine anyway. if you're watching like. Game seven of the World Series. Exactly. You'd be pissed off. I actually watched game seven of the World Series, like a little bit of it the other day, Royals, Giants, just because I had it. I was on YouTube on my TV. And I was like, oh, fuck. The game was just right there. It was like suggested. I'm like, yep, click. You you watch YouTube on TV? Not my, uh, not really, but I just happened to – I accidentally clicked YouTube when I was trying to click the MLB app, and, and then it popped up, and so I watched that for five minutes. Was it pretty clear? No. Yeah. I mean, not TV yes. clear. Yeah, but it wasn't the like it wasn't the true true. It was like a YouTube. Video. It was a YouTube thing. Like you'd yeah. watch on your phone. That would be a little right. It was like yeah, somebody I, ripped I off the game and put it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, I mean, look at the other games that week. Uh, where'd it go? I just had it. I mean, it, here's six. here's what I know. It can't be Chargers Steelers. It can't be. Is that game in Pittsburgh or? That does it even matter? I think it's in uh, the little place StubHub. But don't quote me on that. I, to me, the venue doesn't matter as much. That there seems like a, well, it do, like it does. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's yeah, I mean, the, because this he, game this because you say it looks in sweeter in in Pittsburgh. The problem is Mason Rudolph's still the quarterback. Yeah, like no, that, they, watching watching that guy last week was your takeaway. This guy is not going to be good enough to win many games for them. You know, it's going to be a challenge because I, I got a couple DMs for my other podcast and people a lot of Steeler fans are like I'd never even heard the guy's name he's like a chubbier guy he's the guy that took over for Todd Haley their offensive coordinator and clearly he's like I live in Pittsburgh and this guy's taking some heat and I'm like to be fair to this guy who last year I think his last name starts with an R he's you know what's crazy about the Steelers 
is they can get to a spot, you know, Kevin Colbert was like this for a long time. Like, they were one of the more famous teams in the league, but it's basically just Ben and Tomlin take off. Like, they have a lot of guys that fly under the radar. Like, how do we not know their offensive coordinator, even defensive coordinator's name just off the tip of our tongue, like we do, like, random coaches and random teams? They we do we talked fl- about this guy last year, though, I remember. Randy Fitchner. But basically, I guess he yeah. was taking no, some shit. Right. Like, and, and, but wouldn't you say we know most offensive coordinators of, like, premium teams? Like, this guy, since Todd Haley, had, and maybe that's why they hired him, a little under the radar. Like, what do you think about his game plan against the Niners? I'm like, I, I can't put too much on this character when, I, when his quarterback looked terrified to death, guy. Terrified. In a football way of like, this game is way too big for me. You know, I, that's, I can't blame Fitchner when I've seen, like just last year, Le'Veon held out, James Conner beats cancer and is like the top fantasy guy. Antonio misses a game and averages a touchdown a game. Juju's kicking ass. Like, Fitchner, I saw Fitchner when he had a capable quarterback and some weapons. They fucking threw up points all the time, right? Yep. I, I do think when Mason Rudolph's your quarterback, and back to the NBC executives, you can't afford to have that on your Sunday night on your game. A guy that a guy that's if he was on Thursday night game, complaints would be legitimate. Yeah, but but the but additionally, Eagles Vikings is a game that kind of just jumped out when I'm scrolling. yeah that's a great but but like you just go we want to show the LA franchise. If the Niners are 4-0, coming off a game... Here's the other benefit. The Niners will have just played on national TV. So the world got... Inter- you know, like, this version of the Niners just got introduced to the country the year with the week before. So you got they would have a little momentum if they had just won on Monday Night Football just nationally, right? It's really a perfect... You, It's exactly what you want. I agree. That's I, exactly I, what you I think I, if they do flex the game, because that is there's still some of these rules and maybe they look at it differently. Like there's a couple other games they hate more. Yeah. It's easy to kind of say right now. And I, again, I, I vividly remember there are rules of them being able to keep it because when you look at that means Fox, how often do they do game of the day in the morning? Could they just bump up? Like could Fox be like, well, we'll just move the time Eagles Vikings make that a one o'clock kickoff. Would they be able to do that? Because, Fox is not going to be cool with just going. I'll tell you this, John. Right Jets now, Cowboy, Jets Cowboys is CBS. So what what's Fox game of the day going to be? Falcons Cardinals, no chance. Is Fox game going to be Redskins Dolphins, no chance. Fox going to be Seattle Browns. I guess you could do that. Seattle Browns one o'clock game because that is a big deal for Fox, right? They that's yeah that's a premium place for them. The Browns, I think, probably do get eyeballs, but I don't know what their power would be week to week like how many times they can keep but I'll tell you this just looking at the Sunday night football schedule it's pretty good so like Steelers Chargers then the next week seven is uh well this this week is Colts Chiefs okay just tell me what are the chances you think they'd want or need to flex any of these games you're saying week seven is Colts Chiefs Sunday night football no no I'm saying week five this weekend or two weeks, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, that, that, they're good. That they're good there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's this week, this week is Cowboys Saints. Is they're it safe there. to say no executive in the history of the world moving forward will ever go? Yeah, let's flex out of Patrick Mahomes. No. So Cowboys Saints, they couldn't even flex if they wanted, but they don't need to. Colts they would Chiefs, never in a million years. You'd nah. shoot them before they said, "Yep." So safe. then week six, week six would be the one we're talking about. Niners, 
They could if they want right now. Steelers, Chargers, Week Seven, Eagles, Cowboys. No, I don't. No the, Eagles, the Eagles could be one. Could be a two win team then still, and they wouldn't. Don't the that, Eagles right? feel at home on primetime? Yes. Uh, you know how many playoff games the Cowboys have won since they won the Super Bowl? Four. Correct. Uh, week eight. Good guess. Uh, that felt high too when I said that. Packers, Chiefs, Week eight. So Safe. Chiefs again. Week nine, Patriots, Ravens. I'd safe. say right now it's pretty safe. I'd say Tom Brady just grandfathers you in. You're in. And it's a, it's in Baltimore, so that's You know good. the Thursday night game we, next week is Giants at Patriots? It's yeah, yeah I saw that. Uh, week 10, Vikings-Cowboys. Odds good. are that's not going anywhere. You're right. This is it. Week it's 11, Bears-Rams. It's this. It, it's week 12, flexed. let me keep going here. Week 12, Seahawks-Eagles. But you're right. We're running out of weeks that you'd want to flex. Seahawks-Eagles, week 12. Yeah, this is... Thanksgiving, all- Saints, Falcons can't get flexed. Thirteen, week thirteen, Patriots, Texans. Week well, fourteen, this game- Seahawks, Rams. Week fifteen, Vikings, Chargers. My want to flex that. Week sixteen, Chiefs, Bears. So the slate is unreal, and I think if you took a step back and went, well, guy, if you and me were talking about this on August thirtieth, when we thought the Steelers, worst case scenario, were going to be eight and eight ish, nine and seven, this game still would have looked really good on paper because you went the Chargers are a playoff team, the Steelers probably going to get back in the mix. It, it, it would you would have been hard pressed to see this game getting flexed. It, it took Roethlisberger getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And Mason Rudolph. Sucking. Well, right. If Nate Sudfeld is the quarterback of the Eagles, uh, well, you he know, broke week his twelve. Wrist. Be McCown. Sorry, week twelve when they play the Seahawks. Then who's got Nate... a high school game tonight somewhere? That's right. <laughs> yeah, this is this is by far the most flexible game on paper, and it's not even close. Not even, not even, not even a discussion. We're talking Niners, Rams. We're talking Niners, sun, Monday night football, and then two weeks later, Sunday night football. Hat into the ring as a big boy again. What did we say? Get ready. Well, we talked about what that number is going to be, the rating number. What number would you, if you had to guess right now, if I say, let's just assume it's getting flexed, what number would be higher? I, Sunday night football. Just because more people are home? Yeah, but just a better matchup. You're talking about local number, right? I'm talking about the local number. Yeah, Rams game. Uh, I you have you had the previous. It does week. feel like Monday Night Football does resonate with people still. It does, you know? and it's on. But I do think like you you get just the more every week that passes, it's just going to get bigger. Particularly if they win the Browns it. game. So my guess on the last pod when we talked about this was a 32 <laughs> rating, but. There's a chance these numbers are fucking enormous. I guess the the counter would be right for Monday Night Football. Is there even this area is a little weird for work hours? So it's not like the typical nine to five like coal mill group. You know, a lot of people like work from home. Like the typical like work from home guy makes like three hundred grand around here. It's like you work from home. Like how are you surviving? He's like, well, never been richer. Uh, you get a- <laughs> uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld I was watching one of his comedians in cars today and he's like at a coffee shop in Brooklyn he's like I just want to ask everybody in this place what are you doing here you know it's the <laughs> middle of the day what are you doing and he's like and he keeps going he's like the guy be like well I'm a, I'm a graphic designer I was just thinking of some, uh, some graphic ideas <laughs> did he ask people no but it was just his bit while he was sitting there but he's right. I, I, that crosses my mind, and then I go, "Well, the, aren't people looking at me like, what are you doing?" So I, when I, when we, when I lived in Fresno, before I was hosting my own show, I produced the show for Kelly Carr, the Kelly Carr show. And Kelly had another job. He would come from his job for the city, 
you know, the Kelly Carr show started, I think it – did it start at 2? I think it started at 3. And he would come from his job with the city, and he'd always stop at Taco Bell on his way to the studio. And I swear to God, three days a week he would come in fuming because the Taco Bell line was like eight cars long and he was in a hurry. And he'd be like really angry. He'd be like, what, what is everybody doing at Taco Bell? And I'd always say the same thing. What are you doing at Taco Bell at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday? So Sometimes if, if you go to the gym at a weird hour, you know, like 11 o'clock on like 11 in the morning, you know, so not like super early, but not even, it's not even, you're not even like, I'm just getting in my workout during lunch hour. Right. You know, like 1030. And it's basically just me, a bunch of like, you know, people, women under 50, stay at home moms, and maybe one other guy in there. Like, what did everyone look at? Like, what the fuck is this guy? Unemployed? <laughs> How's he, who's paying for his shit? Like, I'm a podcaster, God damn it. I know. I work, out, I work out with that group three days a week at noon. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of an idea for an athletic article. Go subscribe. I do. <laughs> you know, you know you, I bet you do think of good stuff while you work I, out. Well, I day. swear to God, sometimes, yeah. like, I didn't go this morning because luckily I, I thought we, we already had some good ideas. I do feel creativity comes to me when sometimes I just get a sweat and it gets my mind going. Then if I just get up, shower, coffee, bar, come desk. to the office. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, I'm like, where, where are my ideas? Where are my ideas? Where's my inspiration? Yeah. I need a muse. You're like Kobe. Muse. <laughs> Kobe. Need a muse. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Seat Geek. Speaking of great games, so many great opportunities. Who knows? Maybe you'll see Haberman and Middlecoff at the uh, A's game next Wednesday, the wild card game. Time will tell. Seat Geek, that's the app you need. That's the app we use. It's super easy. Download the app. You'll get $10 off your first Seat Geek purchase when you use the promo code HAM. Well, think about that, guy. We have so many events. Just download the app. Uh, I think Eric Church might be playing at night at Chase Center if you want to get in late. Chase Center's hosting a bunch of concerts. Uh, if you check Twitter, basketball, the NBA is starting. NBA games, obviously NFL games. We got college football games. Everything you can possibly need or you think about going to an event, you want to take a girlfriend, you want to take a brother, you want to take uh, you know, your son, yeah, no, kid. Keep, keep naming relationships. Mom, dad, a business partner. You want to do something nice for somebody. I, I've been trying to write down. I just need to start doing nice things for people. You gotta, you know, pay back people, whatever. Just go to SeatGeek, download the app, use the promo code Ham, and get ten dollars off your first purchase. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite apps. I just checked it the other day, just looking at shit. It's awesome. Do it. Get on it. Download it. Promo code Ham. Promo code Ham. Promo code Ham. It's so easy. You can trust it. There's a bit. It's. I mean, you got a big green dot tells you where the good value is. You got a little tiny red dot where the bad value is, and everything in between. And so you feel like you, you're a, a streetwise hustler when you use SeatGeek. That's not their words. That's mine because you're never going to get taken advantage of. You're never going to pay too much for a ticket. And you know, you're going to know it's guaranteed when you yep. use the SeatGeek app. You know what, guy? We might as well tell the people about Manscaped here right here too. But why not? Do you got yours over there? Whoa, that sounded like it snagged on the mic. No, it was just it was just going over. Oh, okay, it. this that, guy that was the, the lawnmower 2.0 does not snag. I promise. Just... Used it multiple times. <laughs> uh, manscaped.com. It's manscaped with a d.com. Use the promo code ham at checkout. You get twenty percent off and you get free shipping. How do you beat that guy? Manscaped.com. They have something for everybody. My go-to, your go-to, and the people's go-to. And really what they hang their hat on, it's like the Aaron Rodgers jump off sides, he's going deep. That's the go-to play, is the lawnmower 2.0. It's, have you, have you charged it? It has a USB charger. It's awesome. It, it charges right up. They also sent us a sweet little bag 
a toiletry bag. They sent mm. us nail clippers, crop preserver, ball deodorant, the anti-chafing moisturizer. Oh, it got, it, they, they have it all. I'm telling you, check it out. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. 20% off. Check. It's got a bunch of stuff. How, how do you beat the lawnmower? Yeah, that, you know what there? you're listening to right there? You're listening to proprietary skin-safe technology. So you don't get any nicks. You don't get any snags. Always the right tools for the job. Uh, promo code ham at manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. I did a reach around to my own back and mm. had to get a little action back there. Yeah. You know, right above the, the butt, end of the story? You, get some of those ha- you get some of those hairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The small of your back. <laughs> it's, 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 why do men get so many hairs so many places and we just don't want them? Uh, it's evolution. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We're still trying away, to keep worn in the cave. Yeah, it's supposed to keep away... Uh, Antibacterial stuff, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's uh you know it's it's a show of uh, masculinity. Yeah, to- toxic masculinity. I don't know. I would trade it though, in a heartbeat. <laughs> so you're saying I'll be less masculine, but I won't have all this hair? Trade. I <laughs> mean, oh, like I would trade facial hair too. It, you know, I used to think like ah, I don't want facial hair. What if I swear to God I used to think this when I was a kid when I was growing sideburns at 13. Well, what if I'm ever going to be in a movie and I need to have a beard? I never even wanted to be an actor, but I used to think that. Like, what if, I, what if I'm going to be a movie and I need to have a beard? I Don't you tri- think there's a decent amount of actors that just get fake beards? Yes. It's, <laughs> facial hair sucks. Yours is just too thick. I would die to be able to grow a beard. See, I think you should grow a Everyone beard. always wants what they don't have. People without gl- prescription lenses wear glasses anyway. No one wants that who actually needs them. You're, you are very correct. The amount of people like you see on television that wear glasses do not need glasses. You need glasses. It'll look good in glasses. And it's just a pain in your ass, I, right? I, all I want to do is just get corrective eye surgery. Yeah. Why is that? Because is it really hard for you to see without your prescriptions? Yeah, I can't see anything. And like then it's like... Re- like everything's really blurry? Yes. I cannot read my computer screen from where I'm sitting without Wouldn't mine. you say that is underrated technology that we take for granted? You're basically legally blind, and you can put something in your eye, and you can see like me or you. you know, legally, like, John, it's guy. illegal how blind I am. Seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't see. So it would not be safe to get behind the wheel no. without your contacts? No. I've done. Think I've of, taken my glasses off while I'm driving, just like, could I? Nope. Couldn't. Especially like what, at darkness. Guy, what would happen if this was 1830? You would just be they had glasses blind. in 1830, didn't they? I don't know. Did they? I think they did. Okay, let's go 1650. Uh, they might have had glasses then, but you're right. I don't know. Well, they had There's, to have because most people, a lot of people wear glasses. A huge percentage of the population struggle to see, right? I think a lot of people walked around just... So, like, when you do the eye test... She's beautiful. The DM- yeah, if you say so. <laughs> when you do the eye test at DMV, you have no chance without the prescription. Well, I wear the contacts, and then it tells yeah, me... Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying you if you didn't wear it, you wouldn't even be able to see the big A. No, I cannot see shit. God, that's crazy. Uh, John, I cannot read what's on my computer from two feet away. I take for granted even my, my eyesight, I guess. And here's the other thing you take so for granted. granted is like when you put glass, I wear contacts a lot, but when you put glasses on, that gets all smudged up. You're like behind a windshield. It sucks. Yeah, that is true. So you're gla- when you wear glasses, you don't need to wear contacts. Do you ever double up? No, 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 no. They're the same prescription. So if you double up, I don't it have super necessary. Well, now it's just blurry again. Yeah, so it's okay. just like if you were to put on glasses that weren't your prescription, you wouldn't gotcha. be able to see. Gotcha. So why, why would you, I guess if you wear contacts so you don't have to wear the glasses. I mean, right, because I just hate having them on my face. I hate having them smudge. I just, 
Do you feel the contacts in your eyes, or you become no. used to it? Used to it. But they do like irritate your eyes. It's just not, it'd be nice to wake up in the morning. If you have sight that you don't need this, you should thank God every morning you open your eyes and you just see shit. It's a great feeling. Or like you go to bed. I don't have a TV in my room, but if I did, you can watch TV after you've brushed your teeth and got in bed. I guess I just put true. glasses on, but you know. You fall asleep with them on a plane. They're all sticky when you open your eyes. Ugh. Uh, would the Eagles, you know, you know, uh, your boy, Howard, Howard Roseman, would the Eagles trade for Jalen Ramsey right now? Would Howie Roseman do it? I think he has to think about it because their secondary is a fatal flaw. They can't cover anybody. And to win in 2019, just let's think about the teams you're going to have to beat. The Rams throw the ball shitload. The Packers, if they don't go away, are going to throw the ball. Say what you want about Kirk Cousins. Their two best players are two wide receivers. The Bears, you don't worry about as much about them throwing the ball, but they play defense. Saints. So you're not going to score. You're not going to score as much. Yeah, Drew Brees comes back from this finger injury. Do you know that he stayed in L.A. like the last two weeks and been rehabbing with this guy? I guess his wife was playing video spent, games. How yeah, do you I, don't been, I don't know what he's been doing all day. The Saints are going to score points, and the Cowboys are going to score points. Like I, you can't win the NFC if your weakness is just incapable just corners so you think short term and long term you go well we'll pay this guy and we'll just trade two first round picks that's historically not the way the eagles think they've done one huge trade in the last 20 years and it was for a quarterback right and really they kind of finagled their way up there remember they traded they traded like Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell and got from like 14 to 8. Remember that kind of sneaky, underrated Howie move? It was like, yeah, we don't even want either of these two fucking guys. <laughs> we're going to move up four spots. It was it was crazy at the time when people were like, what? Traded two guys they might have cut. And Howie's like, goddamn. And then, but even then, he had, that's when he had to part with the loot, is when he went from 8 to 2. He gave 8, the next year's 1, and like a three years ago, you know, wait two. Like that's a lot from eight to two. Do you think they regret that one? Because I don't. <laughs> Even when Carson struggles, I just go, Jesus, this guy's sweet. He's fun. He's a fun watch. Just because at any moment he can let it rip. He's big. To me, he's my favorite player in the league, not named Mahomes. Just just to watch. R- Rodgers doesn't do that often. He would be right up there too. But that's that was vintage, not necessarily typical of what we get these last couple years. But if Rodgers is going to play like that, he'd be he'd be right near the top as well. But I, I love Carson Wentz, and he was worth it. I, I think you just have these conversations. You go, first you'd have to put into order of the hierarchy, right? Quarterback's number one. You're always willing, if the guy's a franchise changer, to trade multiple ones for quarterback. Wouldn't we say number two is an Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack type player? Just a, a game wrecker up front. Because you saw last night, like even Fletcher, he's a little older now. <laughs> couple of plays when he's chasing Rodgers, you can tell Fletcher's so tired and he's just so big. And he's not as twitchy as those guys. So it's like his his impact is different than those guys despite being like a borderline future Hall of Famer. I think at the end of the day, he's probably going to be Hall of Famers because he's going to rack up so many Pro Bowls and he has a championship and he was the best player on a championship defense. But he's just not those guys. Like even peak Fletcher Cox, you probably wouldn't trade two first-round picks for. But you would Khalil Mack. You go Jalen Ramsey... One of the best corners ever, but he's kind of a pain in the ass. Would you do it? I, I think you'd you'd think about it if you could talk contract. Like if you could get him to sign a deal like for sixty million dollars guaranteed, it becomes a little more, you know, 
the conversations get a little more serious. What if you have to pay Jalen Ramsey like $80 million guaranteed? Do you like it as much? That To me, well, that factors in. It does, but I will say, now he hasn't done deals this big, but he has made trades in October the last two years. Jay Ajay but, for a fourth and 17. But Golden those Tate were baseball-style rentals. I, no, I know. I know. But what I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's not afraid to mix up his team. Let's just, as a basic midseason trade acquisition, he's not afraid to do it. Well, he's a Billy third Bean. for Golden Tate last year was pretty bold. Yeah. Um, and Golden Tate ends up catching that big touchdown in Chicago. Was it worth it for a playoff win? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, let's add, here's the other part of this that I think is relevant, is that Jalen Ramsey's 24 years old. So you know, do you know a good example? I are, think here's them? my question: Are they going to be bad? Are they going to get a cornerback as good as Jalen Ramsey? How are they going to get a guy as good as him? Well, look at they drafted all these guys and they all stink. They drafted them high. Well, both those teams, Packers and Eagles, who's taking more DBs in the last five years? Of those you know guys? what I was thinking last night? If I would have told you four years ago that Kevin King would be dramatically better than Sidney Jones, would you have yeah. believed me? No, but then Sidney Jones popped an Achilles. Yeah, but he's yeah. I mean, I mean Kevin King's physically he's longer, right? He's bigger, or he's taller. I'm I'm watching Kevin King going. Is this guy like a top five corner in the league? I mean, him and Jair Alexander, they got a sweet little corner combo in Green Bay. So I, you know, I haven't been all in like on trade two ones for Jalen Ramsey. Like if I'm the nine, like you saw, they asked Doug last week, like could this locker room handle? Doug's like, yeah. Could yeah, this big, locker room handle a big a new player, a big per- whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't their problem. So, so I don't think I don't think they worry about. I I think it just factors in at what price point do you feel comfortable extending the guy on? They did a trade in 07 or 08. I think it was like a fourth round pick. It, well, maybe maybe it was a first round pick. I have all their picks right here. What which trade? Well, I'm thinking the when they traded for Jason Peters. So 2007. It wasn't 2008. Uh, so in, they traded a first round pick to Carolina for a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and a first round pick. Which they traded. Oh, Jason Peters must have been 09 then. Yeah. God, he did a ton of deals in 09. Hold on. I can't. I, I don't think it was a first round pick, though, because I don't think he was quite viewed at that you level. Know he tra- do you know he traded the seventh round pick that was Pat McAfee for a six round choice? In 09? That's a pretty good nugget there. Um, Jason traded to Buffalo in Jason Peters' deal. We traded find out to what Buffalo. Oh, here we go. In 09, he traded a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick to Buffalo for Jason Peters. So a one, a four, and a six. And they immediately extended him to a four-year deal, making him, I think, the highest-paid tackle in the league at the you time. Know- you know who, but here's the thing. You know what Buffalo did with that first is they drafted Eric Wood. So it was a win-win. Eric <laughs> Wood became a good player. Oh nine, he traded a first and a sixth for a first round for uh, Jeremy Macklin to get Jeremy Macklin, and that first ended up being Alex Mack. <laughs> so he traded up to get Jeremy Macklin. So yeah, he had a swap first. Jason Peters, one of the best players in the history of the Eagles. He's been a starting left tackle since oh nine. Like, he started, beside when he's been hurt, he's literally been the lock right-in starter every game they've ever played. And for a wide majority of it, he was the f- top two or three tackle in the league. So have they ever, like, when they look back, and I think your experience helps you on situations like this, they don't regret that move for a second. If you told Howie, 
Would you have given your one and two and your four looking back? Fuck yeah, he was worth it. So if you, that's how you project because they've done both. They traded, I think, a second once upon a time for Asante Samuel. Like they, I remember my second to last year there. We talked about we weren't just quite as talented, and he's like, we got to get more aggressive for trading for good players because they 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 view themselves how he's like Billy Bean, but he's got a war chest like the Yankees. Like m- money, resources, we don't play scared. We we don't have a, we're not low budget. So we will fucking pay premium players. We will pay Carson Wentz. We will play Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. He, Howie doesn't mind paying Deshaun Jackson. It was Chip that shipped him out of town. Like Howie's not into paying. Think of the guys that Chip started paying: the Byron Maxwells and the 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 Demarco Murrays. Like he ain't into paying mid-tier guys top money. They're into paying top guys top money. So he will actually thinking about it. He might pay. Have no problem giving Ramsey seventy plus million dollars guaranteed. I think the hard part for him is just he values picks because in the NFL, good GMs do value the picks. It's just that that to me is a lot. Like if Jalen was a free agent, they would throw cash at him. It's just like Namdi, you know, that, that, that missed, but that's their mindset. They thought he was the top corner. It just turned yeah. out he fell off a cliff. To me, the two first rounders. I, I think you just have to look in the mirror and you go, we're in this window right now. We're going to make the playoffs both years. So those first rounders. We think. Well, if we get him, then we will. Do you think if they get Jalen Ramsey, they'd be a lock playoff team? No, not a lock playoff team, but but they'd be a lock worst case scenario, like eight nine wins. Like Devontae yeah, wouldn't be able good, to do they're that. They're not drafting ninth. <laughs> no. Devontae doesn't have 150 yards at halftime, right? Right. Because who's covering Devontae? Him. Who covers? Who covers Amari Cooper right now on their team? They don't have a guy. Nobody. Who does if they get this guy? This now, guy. It does take. It does take this guy right here. It does take two to tango. I will say, looking at looking at this draft history is pretty fun. Like, it feels like almost every deal they do, they get a sweet dude, but like the other picks become sweet dudes too. Like he did a deal, he traded away the pick that became Sean Lee. Um, hold on, I just looked. I was looking at one deal that was. Remember, Prague told us you got to like win wins. No, no doubt. Uh, but there was one that was really good. Where did this go? Uh, oh, here we go. 2010. He was the GM in 2010, right? Yeah. Traded a, traded a first-round draft choice that turned into Des Bryant. Two, and two-thirds. One was Ed Dixon, and the other was Eric Decker. For a first, that became Brandon Graham. You know that they traded up for Brandon Graham that year. They passed on Earl Thomas. Now, Brandon Graham's still on the team and has been had a really solid career. Well, he's but the that only guy be, that's still – is Ed Dixon <clears throat> in the league? Because Eric Decker and Des Bryant aren't. No, but that would be the one – but it's not as much about – it was about the guy they passed on, which they also yeah. needed. Because I remember I got hired right after that draft, and it was basically between Brandon Graham and Earl Thomas, and people forget when the how he made that trade, people thought they were trading up for Earl Thomas because they had just let Brian Dawkins go. He was on the Broncos then. So it was – they need a pass rusher, and they need a safety, and they went with Brandon Graham. Do you think that they – I mean, Earl Thomas is going to the Hall of Fame. Brandon Graham's not, but Brandon Graham's still on your team. And last night, you're fucking making plays. Yeah, so I mean, you'd not, rather have Earl, but like you want that. You guy didn't. Was, it oh, wasn't a loss. No, it's just crazy how many of their deals. Like how Would many? You say picks? he's the boldest guy in the league because you just look at his history. Look how many times he's traded up. Yeah, he trades. He trades up. Well, he doesn't just do trades. He like then takes that trade and like he traded the pick that became Johnny Manziel. He tra- like he was in on that. Like he did the deal with the Browns. He gave them the pick that got them Johnny Manziel. 
and he got another. He exchanged once, but he also got a third, which he later traded to Houston. He likes wheeling and dealing, guy. I'm kind of starting to think Jalen Ramsey's going to be on the team, aren't you? <laughs> if 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 you told me the Jaguars, if, if say, his back and his flu heel and his baby's born on time, have you ever seen a guy who's in a four day stretch <laughs> get the flu, get multiple injuries, ah, and just randomly? <laughs> oh yeah, I got a, my my baby's being born. How is that not being talked about? They're like, hey, Jalen, you coughing on the phone is not. You're gonna have to see the doctor. Oh well, my back hurts. That's incredible. What's interesting about this deal, though, is that it's not a money-related deal. So would you be willing to trade two ones for him if you don't have him signed when he arrives, knowing you'll get another year and a half of him? The Eagles trade to extent. So if they were trading for it, it would. Howie is not Bill O'Brien. He, in a million years, would never trade the value, how much he values the first-round picks without having a signed seal delivered, kind of Bears Mac style. I, and, and I... I don't know where you stand on this. I think, like, for example, the Texans, it's beyond reckless to, to make an enormous trade like that and not just extend Laramie Tunzel. Because yeah. part of it is, I'm giving all this up. I have to get some security on my end, correct? Right. Like, do you think the Texans are a little crazy, the way they've operated with Laramie Tunzel? Yeah, but it's, they operate like their head coaches run on the show. Yeah. Uh, you like Marquise Brown better than Andre Dillard right now? Because that, that was the trade. Well, that's another that they're going to watch out for. I think that they mentioned it last night, and it does feel like maybe Doug threw it in there because Troy was like, you know, their offensive line's getting old. And Jason Peters is 36 years old. What do you value more? If you Like Howie would tell you, you don't think I can get a speed wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the line, the tackle is value where they were. Plus, they had him as a top 12 pick. So when he fit, when they were able to trade up and get him at 24, they view that like we didn't just get a good player, we actually get added value because this guy never should have been there. We knew Marky, we knew for a fact Marquise Brown was going to be there. We didn't right. worry about him. Right. They got Djax in, in theory if he's healthy, right? That's no, covered. They're trying to win now. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, the logic there. They're. Yeah, they go. We got Andre Dillard. We'll get Deshaun Jackson. Now they had they had Deshaun Jackson before the draft. I'm pretty sure. All right, let's talk about games. Let's talk about games, baby. Um, kind of a kind of a weak week in terms of NFL or just overall. Yeah, I'd say NFL. Like there's there are two games that kind of interest me, and then other than that, I'm just meh, meh, meh. Even the Sunday night game, it's going to be sweet, Dallas at New Orleans, but eh, not without without Breeze. Yeah, I do think Dallas right now is just I want to watch them every week because I, I feel agree. like I know they're good, but I still feel like are they are they this good? To me, there's a clear game of the week which I want to watch. Other than that, and maybe I'm biased, but it's by the Bears, way, Bears Vikings is the game I'm most interested in. I was thinking about this last couple of days on the last pod. I said if I asked you if Dak and Golf were both available, what would happen? How many teams would want which? The more I think about it. The more I think I'd, I said Dak, the more I think I'd go with golf. But I don't know. It's fluid. I just wanted to share that thought with you. I had that thought after we last couple of days. I've been thinking about it. I, I think Dak could establish himself in like a eight nine game stretch here, where he's clearly gotten better and more comfortable. Him and Amari. You just need to watch a little more Dak. I think what they both. Well, I picked them. I just because I like them. What they both have though is they played both of them in big time games at in their youth when it wasn't about them, when it didn't have to be them. 
And I think that what that mean what I why I say that is like that's what Brady did, that's what Russell Wilson did. That's I think you look back on those guys five years later and go like, oh my God, he really took a step. I also think don't steps. you think it don't you think it benefits if Goff or Dak had come from Bama, had come from Ohio State, they're not as used to being undermanned. Like those guys, one went to fucking Mississippi State and the other went to Cal. Wasn't didn't Jared win one game his freshman year? Yeah, they and Mississippi beat, uh, State was Portland State, I think. Mississippi State was 100% not that good at first when Dak was the starter. Now, by the end, they were really good. And same with Jared Goff. Like, they were one of the best offenses in the country, and they were dominant offense his junior year, right, with Traegs and some of those guys scoring. And Dak was, like, going toe-to-toe with Bama. Actually, I think, in theory, they went toe-to-toe with Bama because they were 1-2, and two, and then Bama got to kick their ass in that game. But Dak had put him in position. That has to help you. Yeah, you're right. Bit, right. Cal was, like, amazing, and they were 8-5. and five. It was like, oh my remember god, good, it's finally happened here. Do you remember how good that offense was? It was like the with, Armed Forces Bowl. So I, yeah, I yeah. I'm a fan of them both. I I, I think Jared yeah, I is is undeservingly getting shit on a little bit right now. That's what happens when you get I, paid. It's what happens when you I, get paid. You go to the Super Bowl, people think Bill exposed them. It's like, yeah, well, okay, go play against Belichick sixteen weeks out of the year, and yes, okay, it's hard. I also think Dak's a little bit just like kind of on the come right now. Like I just feel yeah, like he's no, getting I, better and just coming. Is, I'm with you. Uh, so Patriots Bills. I mean Patriots Bills. The two three and teams, John. Yeah, just the Bills. I don't know if they're the best watch. F- yeah, fun story. I root for Bills Mafia. Like a good tailgate party, but Chiefs welcome. Lions two unbeaten. You know what's the? I heard a stat. I'm do my Mike Gundy. It's the first time Wentz has ever played indoors. You know, it's usually like this guy's not used to playing outdoors. He's never played indoors. Wait, wait, wait. When? Well, since not Wentz. Mahomes. Oh, in Mahomes, since he's been starting the NFL, he's never played an indoor game. Oh, that's incredible! And think about the greatest show on turf. It's known as like the fastest offense ever. Wouldn't you say that this Chiefs team, the last two years under Mahomes, was just bred for, to be like Peyton Manning in the dome? They would fucking destroy. How good would they be in a dome? Yeah, but then we never we uh, the fact they play outside means we get a lot of Andy and like a massive heavy coat. Like we the, benefit from them the, being outside, and I'm glad the, they're outside. With the belt pack that's like buckled outside of the coat. But this team was made for the uh, for the dome. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. I I am I have I might have Chiefs by a million. Daily fantasy. You like the Chiefs big in this game? Yeah, I, I'd say the most beside the the biggest you know probably playoff implications. Minnesota at Bears. Whoever wins that game is going to be in pretty good shape and. As I told you, I think before the pod, like big game for Nagy in the sense you win this game, you're three and one. Really, your one loss is against a division rival where you go, well, we lost ten to three. So we, fuck, if we just figure out something to go on offense, we're better than that team. They got to be thinking that. You get the Raiders. All of a sudden, yeah, Mitch Trubisky's got issues, but we're, the Bears are five and one in ten days from today. They, they're they'd be feeling pretty good about themselves, right? Be five and one. They still got some Mitch issues. Mm-hmm. You go five and one, and you get to double down, beat the Raiders in a week in London. Guess what happens every Raiders loss? Do you know who owns our second round pick? The Bears. That's gonna sting when the Bears pick is like twenty four, and the Raiders give them pick thirty seven. Yep. You think that was worth it? I love nope. this too. Middle cuff. It's a swap. It's a swap. Okay, they 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 gotta give seventy seven to you. <laughs> I get that all the time, guy. Stop saying we gave them. It's a swap. Okay, guys, it's a swap. 
37 for 80. They'll do that every day of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who won the swap, guy? <laughs> uh, the uh, By the way, the Lions, they've tied the Cardinals. They've beaten the Chargers by three. They beat the Eagles by three. Not 13 to 10, 27, 27, 27, 24. Haven't exactly been in shootouts. I was just going, I was just going back to the lions uh, chiefs thing. Any thoughts um, chargers, Miami? No. Panthers at Houston. Uh, I, I mean, I am this thing about like, is Kyle Allen, Cam Newton's mom's favorite player. I wouldn't mind if that died, just not even died, but just kind of chilled for a little while. Like, let's pump the brakes on Kyle Allen is going to replace Cam Newton's quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Okay, so, he's, an for, he's an undrafted free agent. Bucks at Rams. This not this number stood out to me a little bit. Hmm. They're getting nine points. I actually think Tampa is the type team that's easy to just shit on. But they're also the type team. They're not the Giants or the Dolphins. Like they're getting plus nine on in a venue that's not exactly like Arrowhead or Seattle. I don't like them to win, but guy, they got they don't have just good players. Mike Evans is a superstar. Chris Godwin is a stud. Their tight ends score. Jameis puts up might be some hollow yards, but he puts up points. Plus nine is a little crazy to me. I don't know where you stand on that. That's pretty good value. That that's probably my favorite bet of the weekend. Tampa plus nine. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good logic. I just just garbage just, time touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. I just look at those two teams and go, God, this one team is a lot better than this other team. But you're right. I mean, Buccaneers a- could be two easily could be two and one. Arians isn't some you know scrub. No, they easily could be two and one. Easily. Seahawks Cardinals, like you said. Uh, exists. Jags Broncos. I mean Gardner Mania. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm interested in that. Like, is this thing they got Uncle Rico out there? Is this thing really going to keep going like this? I mean, my, I, do you see an end? In, if they win, it's not going to stop, right? No, it's not. Bigger story, Minshew goes in there and wins, or Fangio, Elway, 0-4, and just look like a disaster. Yeah, that. Because then it's going to be like – because I think I was texting with a buddy in Denver, and he's like, you know, John is not, like, just a sacred cow here. Like, there's just some grumbling. Like, what is going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It's shit. They're terrible. This would be a pretty bad – if Gardner Minshew rolls in and kind of kicks your ass – it might be some time to look in the mirror. And we we all like Vic Fangio around these parts, but... Yeah, we do. There's a reason he didn't become a head coach till 62, right? Yeah, who's their OC? The quarterback coach from Kyle last year was at UC Davis like five years ago. Um, Give me your Freddie Kitchens uh, pitch here. They go to the Ravens. They're one and two. I they lose that game. Then they go play the 49ers. They lose their one and four. I heard Coward say yesterday, if you think about all the owners in the league right now, there is not an owner when they shoot to the press box or his box that just looks so tight as Jimmy Haslam. Because every time you look at, you see him, he looks very uncomfortable because they're usually losing. 
and he has a record and a track record of firing people, if they start one and four, and let's say the Ravens kick their ass and then they go and once you're one and three and you go to one and four, it wouldn't even matter how the Niners game goes, whether you get your ass kicked or lose, you're just you're just one and four and you feel like you're out of the playoff mix. I don't know, man. It might be over before she even started. I think Freddie Kitchens, we sure he makes it to Halloween? No. But who who else is on their staff? Well, I'd have to, uh, you know, Steve Wilkes. Or not Steve. Not Steve uh, yeah. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. Yeah, Steve I was Wilkes. thinking, yeah, he was the guy. Fired last year at Arizona. Guess that'd be, yeah, that'd be a good, good second chance, you know? <laughs> Shows you second chances in the NFL come pretty fast. Uh. That's the key. You just got to get on with a coach that stinks. Uh, Todd Monken is their OC. You could go him, but their offense has been terrible. Uh, Ryan Lindley is their QB's coach. Former San Diego State quarterback, right? Wait, are you sure Steve Wilkes is on there? Oh, wait. This is offense. Where's their D? Here we yeah, go. Yeah, he's their, he's their DC. Uh, bu- 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 Tosh Lupoy. This is how he gets his head coaching job. How about special teams coordinator Mike Pfeiffer? No. A Navy guy, Johnny's a service academy man. Well, he's got, whenever I see him, he's got the great jawline. It's like he only eats chicken salads. He's oh, one you know of those they guys. Got, you know they got to go with is Stump Mitchell. I wouldn't mind Stump Mitchell. He's the dude with the beard. Yeah, he's got the white beard. Yeah, he the looks hair solid. on top is black, but the beard is white. Yeah, he used to be at uh, the Steelers forever. Tyler Tettleton, you think he's Mickey Tettleton's kid? Uh, Maybe grandson. Nah, Mickey played in the... Yes, his dad's Mickey Tettleton. It is? Yeah. I got... Who is Mickey Tettleton? Oh, dude. Baseball player? One of my favorite Baltimore Orioles, yeah. Yeah. 13 well, years of big league or late 80s. Well, what position? He played outfield. Just who cared what position he played? He just raked. Yeah. Had a couple sweet batting stances. I, I thought about... Played for about, the Rangers in the 90s. I miss Cal Ripken Jr. I thought about him the other day. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anything I'm else? I'm I feel like we had one other... <laughs> I just I like this is my favorite part is to drag it out while you're hungry. All I'm right, really hungry. On that note, Wait, later. later. I had a breakfast burrito before the show, so I'm good. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.